Hi, I'm Michelle Morvan in the marketing department of Callaway's Nursery. Dallas-Fort Worth is our home. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Michelle, very, very much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our program here for the next two hours to answer your lawn and garden questions. Pick up that old phone and give us a call, won't you please? Mike Bass is performing miracles, running the board, getting us on the air, making things happen. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I'm here to answer your questions about your lawn, your landscape, anything in urban horticulture. That's my goal, and uh, if you have shade tree questions, if you have lawn questions, fruit and vegetable questions that pertain to things around your house, be happy to help you. I don't, uh, I don't work in pastures, don't work in... Uh, in commercial agriculture, field crops, things like that. That's a whole uh, different science, but uh, certainly will give it my best shot for uh, anything in urban horticulture. Been doing this program, this kind of a program, since 1978, and it's become kind of a, a, a fixture in my life on Sunday morning, Saturday and Sunday. Saturdays at KLIF from 1 until 3. Sunday mornings here at Powerhouse WBAP. 8 until 10. Podcasts of the programs are over on my website at neilsperry.com. We always begin the program on Sunday mornings here at WBAP with a visit from our friend Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Some nice things in bloom right now, and I'm going to say it right now, just right up front. You seem to be about a week or 10 days ahead. I've said that all through the years, the 26 years you and I have been working together. The Fort Worth Botanic Garden seems like a blessed place where things bloom early. Tell us about some of these things. Well, lots of things are in bloom, especially along our, our pollinator pathway. Neil, this is a beautiful, a beautifully landscaped area between the Brit Building and the Garden Center. Uh, it, uh, it is supposed to portray the route that pollinators take and the kinds of plants that they feed on. So there's something there in bloom for all kinds of pollinators. And one of those plants is the giant coneflower. These consist of clumps of grayish-green foliage that give rise to stately flower stalks up to six feet tall. The flowers have yellow petals that dangle from around the three-inch tall center cone. And that cone is brown. Uh, giant cone flower is found in moist, open places from East Texas to the Eastern Cross Tempers. It does well in sun, part shade, and moist soil. It should be planted in mass for the best effect in the landscape, as well as toward the back of the border because of its height. Uh, this makes a good cut flower, and is just extremely showy now at one end of the pollinator pathway. Giant coneflower, Rudbeckia maxima. I think that kind yes. of says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> I like that. And, yeah, and a lot of the uh, coneflowers tend to like, and like the mallows, they like to have moist soil. So that's good. And now on the opposite end of that, we go to red yucca. Tell us about red yucca. This is a plant that has had a lot of uh, hybridizing, and you put me on to a, a lady who has done some wonderful, well, she hasn't, but she represents a nursery, has done some wonderful work. You're going to tell us about uh, uh, kind of the original uh, uh, plant. I'll let you take it from there. Yes, well, the original plant, the species, is native to West Texas, so, <clears throat> yes, this does require a different moisture regime than the giant coneflower, but we have this featured in the pollinator pathway as well, and it is blooming now. 
It's one of the most carefree plants you'll ever find. It produces tall red stalks that sport coral red tubular flowers all summer long. There is a yellow flowering cultivar as well, and we have one of those in the pollinator pathway. But the tubular flowers do attract hummingbirds. Uh, red yucca thrives in any well-drained soil and enjoys full sun, reflected heat, makes a great container plant, and is ideal for use around pools because of its clean habit. And, yes, we have a number of varieties, uh, cultivars in the garden. I can talk about those some other time. Uh, but, yes, there are some wonderful cultivars out there, different colors and forms and so forth. Yeah, darker red, shorter habit, um, the yellow that I know you have talked about, and uh, they're very, very pretty. Some of the reds are just vivid now, and we, we can talk about those. Nice thing about those is, well, we didn't talk about them this week. We can always do it another week because <laughs> they do yeah. bloom for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, they came through the winter beautifully, didn't they? They didn't uh, yes. struggle at all with the cold, unlike some no. of the agaves and some of the others. Okay, and now here is the one that really sets me off because the ones that I pass, I don't have a golden rain tree in our landscape any longer. The pecan tree shaded it out of existence, but... But uh, golden rain tree, this is a beautiful uh, small to mid-sized tree. I'm not going to tell your story for you, but each year about this time, it blooms gorgeously. And the one that I pass that I always take photos every year is coming into bud. What is this about yours? Tell us about this tree. I don't know. I guess we're just ahead of the game. You are blessed. Uh, yes. Well, this the golden rain tree is not a part of the pollinator pathway, but I thought, well, I should go ahead and talk about it because... It's entering its peak bloom now, and this is the only time of the year that it blooms, so I need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But it is a deciduous uh, tree that blooms about this time of the year, late you know, late May, early June, somewhere in there. It's about 20 to 40 feet tall, 15 to 30 feet wide, so it's ideally suited for some smaller yards. It forms a dense, rounded crown with spreading branches, and then at the tips of those branches, 12 to 15-inch long panicles, of yellow flowers, golden yellow flowers, hence the name Golden Rain Tree, uh, that stay in bloom for, you know, a couple of weeks or so. And then uh, eventually those flowers turn into papery seed pods uh, that uh, look like little brown Chinese lanterns, very decorative on the tree through the rest of the season and into the winter. This is a tree that tolerates drought, heat, wind, and air pollution. It flowers at an early age, and as I said, it's ideal for a small yard, and it's blooming now. That's a, a really pretty small to mid-sized tree in the redbud size. And, yes. uh, folks, if you want something for a, a zero lot line or a, 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 a little smaller uh, urban lot, this is a really nice tree. It's, it's not, not going to live as long as the little gem magnolia, but it's, it's a really pretty spring flowering tree. Want to, Steve, I want to use your time to uh, step sideways and talk to people in central and south Texas. You have a, a rain tree called Chinese flame tree. It's a coleroteria also. I think it's mm-hmm. by Pineda, if I'm not mistaken. And it is, uh, uh, it is one that blooms uh, in the, in the uh, summer, I guess. Uh, but it has pink Uh, Mm -hmm. seed pods in the fall Mm -hmm. and a beautiful thing and they all froze they froze as far north as uh, austin that's about as far north as it grows and the Mm -hmm. trees are gone and uh, so everybody's saying well people tell me that's golden rain tree how come you're talking about that it's a different species and it is much more subtropical so just be forewarned it's a different one uh, it's, it always has been pretty common in Houston, and I think they even froze in Houston this year. So, But the one that Steve is mentioning, Golden Rain Tree, Coloteria paniculata, P-A-N, 
is from the north and it does beautifully. So excuse me for mm-hmm. borrowing your airtime. No, there. that's a good point. Very good yeah. point. Yeah. All right. Special exhibits. Yes. Well, we have a number of them in the garden underway as I speak. First of all, Sean Kenny's Nature Connects, built with Lego bricks, is up and running through August 1. Fifteen sculptures of plants, animals, insects, and birds placed throughout the garden. This exhibit is included in the price of admission. We still have stick work under, uh, well, it's up for the rest of the year, perhaps into uh, 2022. Now, this is a beautiful sculpture crafted from uh, locally harvested American elm and rough-leaf dogwood. Just beautiful. So that's in the Fuller Garden. And then we have topiaries in the garden, 12 sculptures, 12 animal sculptures planted in different kinds of plant material through the end of June. So we've got about another month or six weeks to see topiaries in the garden. But three wonderful exhibits up and running right now. Nice time of year to get out to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Some of the school districts are through now and and a great time to take the kids out that love uh, being able to see nature and and occupy 100 acres instead of about 300 square feet. It's going to be Mm -hmm. a a nice experience. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive, across from Trinity Park. A couple miles west of downtown Fort Worth. And uh, the 24-hour information number? That is 817-463-4160. All right, and most important, the website. That's where all the information, where you can join the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, et cetera, et cetera. What is the website? That is fwbg.org. Fort Worth Botanic Garden. I think I see where that came from. fwbg.org. And this is Steve Huddleston. Steve, thank you. Well, thank you. All right. Talk to you next Sunday morning. That is sponsored by WhizQ Stone. They are, they are leaders in the stone industry in North Texas. Anywhere you can hear me, they can deliver to you. That's a bold claim with a, with a station of this power, but they'll be happy to do that. And great people. Mike and Derek Wisenand, second and third generation in the family business, 22 acres of gorgeous stone, stone for any kind of gardening need. Actually, they work, I'm sure, in construction as well. I don't deal with that side of it, though. But uh, landscape contractors certainly know the uh, Wisenands and and Whiskey Stone. And uh, when it came time to set up booths at my old All-Texas All-Garden show 25 years ago, when we uh, when we opened the doors uh, for that show, I no longer have uh, the exhibit. The the Whiskey Stone people bring some stone, and I want to make a beautiful display, and they did, and that's how I met them. Well, I've been a real advocate ever since. They have uh, flagstone, they have ledge stone for retaining walls, they have decorative gravel, river rock, all the way to landscaping boulders. They have everything you could possibly want or need. And all it takes is a visit there to convince yourself this is the best in Texas. Whiskey Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South. Now, this is in far southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South. They're open Monday through Saturday. It's 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. A very good website. W-H-I-Z-Q.com. 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth. Stone. I'm Jim Burton with Calloway's Nursery in McKinney. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. 
Thank you, Big Jim. That's our store. I live in McKinney, and that's right down the street from me. So there you go. All right, let me give you the phone number, although the lines have filled for us, which is a great thing. Thank you for that. The number is uh, 800-288-WBAP. First call up today is has now disappeared on me. This is going to be the problem. It's going to be Jane in Dallas. Jane, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Thank you so much. Uh, my husband and I both love gardening, and he is, everybody comments that we have one thing that's kind of popped up over the last few years that I'm just fighting with. It's called Creepy Charlie. And I even noticed sometimes it attracts the dogs and they throw up. And I dug down, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm too late in the season to try to kill this mess. But it it just takes Where over. Where is it growing? Is it in your lawn? No, yeah, it's come to there. We did a beautiful border all the way around our yard and planted different plants and what have Hang you. Hang on, let me. Yeah, but the control. You're trying to control this weed, this plant. Yes, I want to get rid of. it. Okay, <laughs> all right. That's that's what I thought. So I don't necessarily need to know everywhere it's planted. Um, what I need to know is uh, where it is growing in terms of if you if you want to control it, where is it growing? Is it primarily you're trying to get rid of it in, in turf area? Both. It has started in the flower bed. And my husband thought right. it was pretty because it had a little blue flower. And then it literally just creeped out, and now it's in the lawn. And it's just choking right. out In the lawn, you're going to be able to use a broadleafed weed killer on it. And that's going to be something containing 2,4-D, 2,4-D. Okay, You're going to have to be extremely careful in using any broadleafed weed killer near flowers because it will not distinguish between good plants and bad plants. Sure. Uh, they're all broadleaf plants. And so uh, what I'm going to suggest is when you spray the lawn, and, and you probably will want to use a tank sprayer where you can pump the sprayer up, and apply it extremely specifically just to the weeds right there at that border, uh, you're probably going to want to have your husband hold um, a big piece of cardboard to act as a baffle, hold it vertically so that there's no drift that gets into the flower bed, and use a very low pressure, put it right down directly onto the weed. I don't mean you have to hold it one inch above the weed, but you use a, a, a fairly uh, a middle, a, a medium-sized droplet and spray directly onto the weed. Don't have any wind when you're spraying, and, and spray away from the weed. You can When you have a, a pump sprayer with a nozzle on the end of a, 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 a wand, you can direct the spray away, back toward your shoes, and that will keep it from drifting into the bed. Now, when you get into the bed, that's a different story because there it is growing in with the good plants, and so you may even have to use a foam rubber paintbrush and just paint it directly onto the weed. Without seeing it, I can't get more specific because I don't know how intertwined it is, but that's, that's going to be your only way. There's no, there's no magic uh, weed killer that will kill one without killing the other. Oh, I know. I thought I had some beautiful plants back there. Some people right. call them flathead adrenus. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to know all the other stuff that's yeah. there in the interest of time. I just need to try to help you get rid of this one. Okay. I don't know if mulching would help. If it's low enough and and the other plants are tall enough, you might be able to put mulch over it and and yeah. crowd it out. Uh, so that's another option. But but uh, the the broadleaf weed killer would work if you're very okay. very precise. I'd try a small area first. 
and see if you get good results without doing any damage. And by the way, one other thing, one other thing I want to mention, there are, uh, there are formulations of 2,4-D that only have 2,4-D and I might recommend those because the, the combination products that have three active ingredients, the other two active ingredients are active in the soil. They'll go into the root systems and 2,4-D is only a contact herbicide it only goes through the leaves so i really would like to see you use just that one i'll write that down someone suggested putting newspaper down no i gave you my i gave you my recommendation i don't know how you would ever cover everything you'd you'd kill everything that's a terrible suggestion hey i gotta run i hope that helps thank you so much you bet. Thank you very much. All right. Let me uh, give you the uh, offer from Neil Sperry's Gardens Magazine. Uh, not Gardens Magazine, my Lone Star Gardening. I'm. This is you, you don't even know behind the scenes. It's been a rough start to the program today. Uh, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, my book. I have decided to continue the very special offer for another few days at least. Uh, I signed another 200-some books last night, and I will sign, I think, uh, another couple of hundred tonight. I'm trying to get a thousand a week, and if I can get another twelve hundred or so, I will be caught up. And when I get caught up, then the price goes back up to the regular price. You don't know what I'm talking about if you've just tuned into a program for the first time. This is the fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Garden, not the fifth edition, fifth printing. And uh, it's a totally different book from the old Cowboy Boot book. If you only have my Cowboy Boot book from 1991 or 1982, you don't, you know. Set that one down. This is the one you need to have. But if you have one of the first four printings, there's no need to buy this one. But here we go, unless you want to give it as a gift. Here you go. The, the book will be $36.95 plus tax and postage. It's $31.95, and uh, that's until I get myself caught up. We got behind on the printing because of a paper shortage back in late April, early May, and that's all resolved. I have books now, and I'm able to sign but I can only sign so many at a time before my eyes give out and, and, and my arm, but especially my eyes. And so that's what we're doing. And when I get caught up, then the book will go up to thirty-six ninety-five. I encourage you to order now, and uh, I'll be signing. I'd, I'd love to sign a book for you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of gardening in Texas. And uh, there are two ways you can get it, not including stores and Amazon. It's not either place. You can get it from my website, or you can call my office. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. The website is neilsperry.com. The office number, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, the website N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. In person inside, in person outside, online always. All of these options can be found at our website, 
sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. That is our church. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. Sat beside him at a, at a funeral yesterday, one of those occasions where he attends a funeral instead of performing a funeral. So thank you, Tommy. Let me tell you by, about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company right now. Oh, my goodness, are you happy you have a good roof? And if you don't have a good roof, I can tell you how to get one. Same way we did three years ago, we called Wortham Brothers at 972 972- Five six two fifty seven eighty eight. Best roof you could possibly put on the top of your house. WBRoofing.com. Texas premier roofing contractor serving the entire North Texas area with the finest in roofing since 1986. A second generation family business with tens of thousands of roofs installed. There are a lot of us out there beating the drum saying this is the company you need to call. A lot of word of mouth leads go to Wortham Brothers Roofing. Of course, they do composition, but they also do clay and concrete tile, metal, slate. They do it all. They do flat roofs. They do new and residential re-roofing. They do it all. If you think there's any chance of hail or wind damage to your roof, let them come inspect your roof. If you're thinking about selling your house, let them inspect your roof. Better that you find out on your terms so that you'll know if there are roof problems. And uh, if you're changing insurance carriers, check beforehand before it's too late. Call Wortham Brothers today. Call them tomorrow, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. I'm Sam Rogers with Callaway's Nursery in Denton. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Sam, very, very much. I'm going to give you just kind of a quick update on something Uh, We need to get to a newscast here in just a moment. I want to warn you that if you have oak trees and if they have not fully leafed out yet, don't let anybody touch them. We've talked about this before, but there are a lot of people who haven't tuned in recently and who, for whom this is a new message. There are some of you who are saying, I wonder if he's got the same old song, verse number three or five, and the answer is yes, Uh, I do. In fact, I do. Uh, It's very important that we give oaks even more time. Uh, where I'm broadcasting, I park beside, actually it's in the median of, of a road, and uh, there is a live oak that I, I drove up today. I looked at that tree, and I said, look at you. You have all green leaves now. A week ago, you look terrible, and look at you now. And that's what's happening with oaks all across Texas. It's not just here. It's all across Texas. I'm sure there will be a few oaks. There will be some that will not survive the, the February 16 record low temperatures. I'm sure there will be. But most are going to make it. The folks with the Texas A&M Forest Service predicted that. Arborists predicted that. Everybody has predicted that. And now it's coming true. And, and so just leave your oak trees alone. Don't be pruning them. Don't let anybody come out and hack around on them, inject them. Don't whatever you do. If you get somebody knocking on your door saying, I can help your oak tree, just say, thank you for stopping by. I'm not interested. And, and shut that door. 
because they don't know what they're doing and they wouldn't be out there knocking on doors. There's plenty of other work in the tree care industry. So anyway, that's my tip for you for oak trees. Just let them be for a while. That doesn't necessarily apply to all other trees. There are trees in North Texas that did freeze and that won't come back. Chinese tallow um, and, and uh, loquats. Yeah, I know they've got some little buds on them, but goodness, would you buy that tree looking the way it does? Probably not. So anyway, but, but oaks, leave them alone. So for a while, maybe even the rest of this year. Arbor, well, how fortuitous here is an ad for Arborological Services, the leaders in tree care. I didn't do this on purpose right now. I just need to get to the news break. Arborological Services. These are the people who take care of our trees. Uh, they got rained out last Monday, as you might have predicted, and they will be out in a couple of weeks. And uh, I want you to know if you need the finest in tree care, you'll call these folks. The number is 866 552 7267. And let me do this from memory. I didn't bring my uh, printed sheet that uh, Ruth Ann sent me. Uh, Steve Hauser, the founder and owner of uh, Arborological Services at the statewide convention of the Texas Master Gardeners, was awarded the Master Gardener for the State of Texas Award this week. How about that? Just another wonderful award, and I know how much that one means to him. He loves to work with the Master Gardeners. He loves to give of himself. And that's what she said to me when she sent me the note. She said, we here who work around Steve are so proud of all the volunteer time he gives to represent the interests of trees in Texas. That's the way it is with Arborological Services. He is an Arborist of the Year, and uh, that is a prior designation, and two of his other people at Arborological Services, Kevin Bassett and Russell Peters, also have won that esteemed designation. The awards are just piling up all over the place at Arborological Services. Wouldn't it stand to reason that those are the people you want working on your trees? The 11-time tree climbing champion for the state of Texas, he works at Arborological Services, leads a crew out. Miguel Pastanel. This is just the best it gets. Here's the phone number for them, 866-552-7267. Find them on the web at arborological.com. Arborological Services. That newer vehicle of yours probably has HDFM. Learn how to use it. Go to wbap.com slash FM. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. I write five stories a week for it, like an old-fashioned garden section. One of the stories will be a featured question of the week. Those oak tree questions have been a featured question a couple times this spring. One of them will be a featured plant of the week, something that is very showy and, and needs to be included in your landscape or very tasty, needs to be included in your garden, or something that needs to be planted now to look great some other time of the year. So that's one of the things. And then you also have gardening this weekend where I point out the most important tasks for the upcoming three or four days. Remember, it comes out Thursday night, so that would be things you need to get done on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and a couple of other stories. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's free and always will be. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. You don't have to worry about being spammed. I'll never send an extraneous uh, eGardens to you saying, hey, thanks for signing up for eGardens while you are there. I thought you might like to know about this or that offer. I don't do that. 
Take a look at eGarden to see if you'd like to participate. It's at neilsperry.com. We always leave one example archived there, neilsperry.com. Join the 75,000 other people who receive eGardens each week. Neil Sperry's eGardens at Neil Sperry and E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. A Texas murder suspect has been caught in Arizona. I'm Dennis Martin at the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Serious accident in Louisville still has southbound 35E closed between FM 3040 and Highway 121. Another accident blocks three left lanes of eastbound I-30 at Lawnview Avenue. Accident blocks a lane, uh, the number one lane of eastbound I-20 at Highway 310. Accident blocks two left lanes of westbound I-20 at East Loop 820, and an accident affects westbound 183 at the Highway 114 split. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today, tomorrow, the entire coming week, we're all going to be cloudy with a continuing chance for showers and thunderstorms. Today, we could hit 81 degrees. Monday, probably 78. Right now, light rain and 70 degrees. A 19-year-old man wanted for a May 15th shooting in DeSoto that killed a 34-year-old father and wounded a woman has been arrested. Evan McMarion was picked up in Arizona. He's in jail there now, held on capital murder charges, awaiting extradition back to Texas. He could also face unspecified charges in Arizona since he was driving a stolen car when he was arrested there. Texas State Health Services warning North Texas residents that two rabid foxes have been found in Benbrook. At least one person has been bitten. There is a possibility other wild animals may be affected, of course, since rabies is spread through bites and saliva. From the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update will be at 9 o'clock. Meanwhile, 24-7 news coverage always there at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. Indoor plants, they've become the favorite way to decorate your home and leave it to your friends at Callaway's who sponsored this entire hour, this entire year. Callaway's has just what you're looking for with their huge selection. You'll find a great bunch to choose from at all 20 of their Dallas-Fort Worth locations. You'll brighten your home and your spirits with plants like Dracaena, Fiddly Fig, Sansevieria's, and so many more. And today only... Hey, don't worry about the rain. 20% off their indoor plants at Callaway's. You'll be amazed at the sizes, shapes, and colors from which to choose. So many with distinctive foliage and textures for your office or living space. Callaway's has everything from the traditional to the extravagant. Their indoor plants are fresh and healthy because they're selected from quality growers like, uh, like Fresh from Florida. That's in uppercase letters. That's a grower. I have been there when their new product meetings are held, and I've met those growers, and they grow the best. While you're in the store, be sure to talk to one of their Texas certified nursery professionals. Hey, I know these people. They're my friends, and they, too, are the best. 
Get expert gardening advice and tips at Callaway's. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in flowers, edibles, trees, and shrubs, all backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can try something new. Visit one of their many DFW open-air stores or order online. They even offer convenient curbside pickup. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. Visit their newest location at 7600 Greenville Avenue and, you ready? Get ready for the grand opening celebration of their newest location on Lemon Avenue next week. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6 for your convenience. That's Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. Listen to WBAP in your home. Just ask your smart speaker and she'll gladly assist. Alexa, open WBAP. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820, WBAP. WBAP.com. My website is a big help for you on several different things. First of all, it is the main place that people order my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, because my book is not available to you in uh, stores or on Amazon. I just made that decision to keep the price down for you to that thirty-one ninety-five special price that I have going on for a few days more. And that's at neilsperry.com. Go there to take a look. I'll spell the, the website name in just a moment or two. You do have to have that right. I normally don't care about the spelling of my name, but in this case, you have to have it right. You'll also be able to sign up for eGardens while you're there, my free electronic newsletter. And you can see the answers to my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. Don't try to read all of that at one sitting. That's a whole book. That's a book that I wrote a few years ago, and that company went out of business. That uh, publishing house went out of business a month after the book came out. You ask me sometime why I self-published the uh, book Lone Star Gardening, and this one is the reason. And so I just decided I'm going to put it on the website. So that is also available at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Rob from the Preston Road Store in Plano, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Rob, very, very much. That's one of their biggest stores. Thank you. All right, and we're ready to go back to the phone lines, I guess, aren't we? Get my my, uh, focus going on here. It's Diana in Euless, who has been very patient to wait on me. I'm sorry it took so long. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Thank you so much. It's an honor to talk to you. My husband and I listen to you on Sunday mornings. I'm calling because I belong to an organization that would like to give a couple of trees to go with a memorial at the Euless Police Department. And there's a statue, a bronze statue of a fallen hero. And uh, it has some plants and some hedges and some flowers around it right now. And the possibility has come up and suggested that we could put behind it um, a Subaya live dwarf variety of a weeping cherry tree. And it's the symbolism there, that whole aesthetic, you know, the flowers flowing down, um, weeping behind this bronze statue. And I don't know if that's going to do well here. And so I just wanted to check because we don't want to waste our money. Well, I, you know, I've, as a as a founding board member of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney, we have the World Collection Park, and and one of the things that we have sought over the years is to get donations for uh, the 120 varieties of crepe myrtles. And we said, would you like to buy a variety? And then we told people we're not going to assign a specific variety 
to a donation, a donor, because if your tree dies, the symbolism of that is just not very good. It just doesn't feel good. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that the, the cherries in our area, weeping cherries or any cherries for that matter, have a very short life expectancy because of our heat and because of borers that get into all of the plants in the genus Prunus, uh, peaches, plums, the whole works. And I, I would not use it personally. If I were recommending a memorial tree, that would not be very high on my list. It would be in the second thousand somewhere. What, um, what about a mimosa, um, a silkwood mimosa tree? That might be in the third thousand. You're going the wrong direction. You're getting colder. Oh, that's even worse. Well, and okay. is it necessary that it be a small tree at maturity? Um, no, I think he's wanting something. The person who suggested it that that is, um, you know, has the flowers coming down like a fountain and and that sort of thing. My concern is that it's the driveway is on either side of it, so it's surrounded by concrete. And it's on so the, the answer is yes. It needs to be. The answer is yes. It needs to be a small tree. Yeah. You, you can't. You can't handle something with the majesty and the permanence of a of an oak. It's going to. You know the symbolism oh, of strength. Oh, oh, right. Oh, uh, correct. That's correct. But if we it, just want to make sure. It, I, yeah, I mean, it, I do. I want to yeah. make sure it lives also. And yeah, I'm hear me. Hear me for just a second. Hang on, just a second. Hear sure. me for just a second. If I wanted to give something uh, to a hero. Uh, in remembrance of something unbelievably courageous, uh, the the best symbol I could give in this state would be a live oak because they live to be 500 or 1,000 years old. And that person's great, 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 great grandchildren could see that all those years later. That would be important right. to me. Now, it's not going to fit in that setting, but is there another setting where that could work? Let's just at least introduce that idea to you. If you want well, something, there is another. That... Okay, go ahead. There is there is another section that has designated trees, and that that uh, the people talking about it were talking about a red maple because of the blaze red in the in the fall and how it stands, mm-hmm. you know, like tall and honoring, you know, yeah, noble and, and yeah. everything. But but they need to drive around town and see how many beautiful red maples they see in the fall. There are some red maples. Now, I'm not talking about Japanese maples, which, which will live uh-huh. for a while. But, but Acer rubrum, the true red maple of the northeastern United States that give uh, New England all the fall color. They're, they're, they're going by symbolism. They're not going by quality of tree. Uh, you need to look okay. at lists of what are the best trees for this area and then find the one that matches the symbolism you want and not let the symbolism be your prime criterion you're gonna be very disappointed if you do it that way i i I fear i'm just trying to be honest with you and and well i like red maples and i have one red maple uh on my on my property but i also had some more and they didn't live more than two years and and cotton root rot got them and i just uh, you know i have a hard time recommending them i see them planted and then two years later five years later they're gone so uh, you're in you're okay. in what city you're in Euless, and you might have a I'm better chance. Yeah, you might have a better chance because you have a slightly different soil than most places. There are some there are some weeping, um, there are some uh, weeping conifers that could work that you might look into, uh, like the blue atlas cedar. Um, they're very exotic and they'll be very pricey. 
uh, you could look into, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of research on these, but uh, um, you might uh, consider teddy bear magnolia. Uh, it's a very dwarf southern magnolia that would stay small and that is a high-quality tree. Uh, teddy bears are given at times of death. Um, not that that's the perfect symbol to you, but the big white flowers are, are beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to think of something that is a recommended tree that also could would yeah. have the symbolism that you want. But the ones that you right. have mentioned scare me to death, frankly. I, I might as well be just totally candid. Okay. I, well, I, they scared me to death, too. Yeah. <laughs> and that was why I called. And I said, I have to talk with to Neil Sperry. If he says it's okay, then then that's <laughs> oh, good. What was, what was the name of that uh, dwarf magnolia again? Teddy bear. It's the smallest of them. It's, it's oh. uh, Magnolia grandiflora teddy bear. It is probably still under patent. Uh, I don't know if Monrovia Nursery had the patent on it or who did, but it's uh, it gets about 15 feet tall. It has leaves that look okay. normal, like a normal. It's not not as the leaves are not as small as Little Gem, but it's much shorter okay. at maturity than Little Gem is. Okay. Yeah. All and, right. And, and so for that, and other- a really good a really good plant person at a really good nursery could could muse on this longer than I have time to here on the air and and uh, probably give you some other ideas if you get to a really good independent retail garden center although they are just plundered right now after this particular spring but that's what I would recommend right. is is do some more homework and October is the best time to plant so that would be a, a great okay. uh, great project definitely uh, not now then right <laughs> well you're going right into the hottest part of the weather Right. So, and and I got to be faithful to my cause. I'm I'm a big believer in crepe myrtles, and you could find some beautiful red crepe myrtles that would live for a hundred years and and uh, and do well. Just don't use the variety Tuscarora. It does not hold up in the in the cold. But there are some beautiful uh, crepe myrtles. The the most exotic of all of them is uh, Arapaho from the National Arboretum. We're trying to find it for our. World Collection Park. It's uh, the new, the last of the D- Donald Egoff introductions. Kind of hard to find, but that's a really pretty one. Anyway, I got to run, okay. but hopefully that'll help. Okay, thank you so much. You're thank welcome you. so much. Good luck with it. Nice project. Thank you, Ron and Joshua. I'll come to you. Let me get this last break of this hour out of the way. He's trying to replace Indian hawthorns, and I think that one will be a, a more uh, a succinct answer. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is the uh, This is the book I want to put in your hands, and I can say to you this, I believe, personally, I'm very close to this forest, and but I can see it because I wrote it. It took me a year to write it and a lifetime to learn what I put into it. This is the best work of my career, I think, um, because it represents pretty much everything I've ever written or said uh, in all of the 50 years that I've been doing what I do right now here for you. Um, It has 11 chapters that cover all aspects of outdoor landscapes, lawns, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. Chapter 2, I've never put in any written publication before, and that's a calendar, a 48-page written calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. 48 pages, 4 pages per month telling you when to do all these tasks, and uh, it's never been there. I've had it in an annual gardening calendar, but that was a very brief version of what I have in the book. 
Uh, Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you need to know to get started, and that's for the whole state, all 254 counties. And then chapters 3 through 11 are extremely detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. 840 of my best photos, 344 pages. Now, I have gotten myself behind the eight ball on signing the books while we were waiting on them to arrive on this fifth printing. They arrived about three weeks ago, and I'm getting caught up. I have about a week's worth of signing yet to go, and then I'll be caught up. And so if you want to take advantage of the special, it will be $36.95. But until I get caught up, I'm leaving the price at $31.95. It will never go back to that price again. And so if you want the best deal, buy them as gifts. Get them, get them bought. $31.95 plus tax and postage. Satisfaction completely guaranteed. You'll have a signed copy of the book. And uh, it is not in stores and not on Amazon. The ways you get it, by going to my, you can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, 800 752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. But by far the better way is to order from my website right now. That's Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller, producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. Well, now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21. And they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk door and windows a mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce get a great greenhouse from a great texas grown company visit them online at muellerinc.com that's m-u-e-l-l-e-r-i-n-c.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER 877-268- Three five five three Mueller Inc. dot com Mueller Greenhouses. We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Chad Chipman from the North Fort Worth Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Chad, very very much. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we go to Ron in Joshua. Ron, this is Neil. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Neil. Good. I'm great. 
Uh, my Indian hawthorn that I lost, like a lot of people did, was on the north side of my house. The house faces due direct north. Doesn't get much sun. Uh, when I got an old ones cut down, I noticed how beautiful the rock and brickwork was. So what I want to replace it with is something shorter that I could keep at 18 to 24 inches instead of the four feet I probably had before. Okay. I have a couple of golden euonymus. I think that's what they're called. They're yellow and green that survived. So I wondered if that or a boxwood or what you would suggest. Not a, not much sun, north side of the house, uh, and freeze-proof. Okay. Um, my choice as replacement of Indian hawthorns would be, uh, and, and has been for all of my, well, for the last 35 years, has been dwarf hollies. Um, I have Carissa holly to the left as you come in our front door. Um, and dwarf Chinese holly to the right as you come in our front door. The dwarf Chinese hollies have been there 45 years, and the Carissa wow. hollies have been there for th- uh, 35 years when I when they replaced the snow white Indian hawthorns. I had uh-huh. uh, the Entomosporium fungal leaf spot on Indian hawthorns. I, I may have been the pioneer with that disease, and uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I I made the decision early. But uh, neither of those, the dwarf Chinese gets a little bit taller, and it probably would exceed what, you, uh, what you're allowing, although it could be trimmed once in a while. Um, I yeah. don't trim mine, and they are 36 inches tall, and, and that's in okay. 45 years. Um, it would be easy enough to use a um, gasoline-powered hedge trimmer and, just, and, and make globes out of them in February okay. and let them grow with no more pruning the rest of the year. That's what I do to a lot of my hollies, and, and uh, it gives them a very natural look. For about about two or three weeks, they don't look natural while they've been pruned, and then when they send out their new shoots, they look wonderful. It, it just works beautifully. Okay. The Carissa hollies are 30 inches tall, 36 at the most, and uh, they, like I say, are 35 years old. Those would be my choices. Uh-huh. Dwarf yopon holly would be pretty. You mentioned boxwood. I would, I would opt instead for dwarf yopons uh, in that much shade. I like boxwood, but uh, dwarf yopon, I think, would uh, hold up in the shade better. And okay. at 18 or 24 inches, there aren't a lot of shrubs that stay that short. You're almost at that point to uh, using something like one of the tall liriopes. They froze this year, but they've come back already. So, yeah. Uh, Okay. Or, or or dwarf nandina like um, uh, like uh, harbor dwarf um, that that one I have a lot of harbor dwarf and it is uh, oh probably fifteen to eighteen inches tall but it looks more like a ground cover than it does like a shrub. How's the availability on these things? I know it's a, it's terrible. It's everything. just terrible because everybody went oh. out about uh, the fifteenth of March and started buying. Nurserymen say yep. that they're being uh, told they're not going to be given any more from the wholesalers until uh, fall because they, the wholesalers are saying, if I sell it to you now, I won't have anything in the fall. Well, it's, just, it's really crazy. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. That's tough. My I wife would, likes to use a lot of plastic flowers, so she may just wind up sticking those out front uh, <laughs> until next year. <laughs> okay. Well, not not next year. I would I would start watching in uh, in September and and honestly what I would do Ron is I would look now. It may be that a second round of of nursery stock will be showing up in in nurseries. I talked to a uh, I, I talked to a wholesaler 2 days ago, 3 days ago. He said, "Oh, I've gotten a whole bunch more carissas in." And uh, and I got a nice bunch of uh, of uh, hollies from my advertiser of this hour, the sponsor from Callaway's about a month ago. So they're out there. You just have to look for them. 
I'll go look. Thank you, Neil. All right, attaboy. Thank you. Also to uh, Brandon and James, stay with me if you possibly can. Lay the phone down. You'll be first up on the other side of the news. Some of the questions took longer than they should have, I think, probably. I'll be back, though.